Welcome to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, why we enjoy it, what they mean to us, and just why we enjoy the open road. V-Twin Life is brought to you by CrashInClothing.com, also known as Crash Inc. on the World Wide Web. Man, Brad is on a lot of stuff. You want to get some merchandise, you want to get parts, you want to upgrade stuff on your bike. He is a dealer for a lot of great companies, so check out CrashInClothing.com and see what they got for you. Now, we got Wild Ass. You want to ask some comfort to your ass? Man... Wild Ass has got you covered. They've got something you like. Use that promo code DWOODS. Get yourself free shipping and put that ass in comfort. Can't forget Custom Dynamics leading the world in LED lighting and LED technology. Man, these got some great stuff. You want to light up your life at nighttime? You want to be seen during the day? Hey, check out Custom Dynamics. Can't forget Lexan. These guys got some great comm units. I just got the new G16s. Man, you want to talk quality? These things are awesome. Loudspeakers, plus they got some air pumps, small ones you keep in your bike. They're ready to go. So check out Lexan. So now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another mile post. We're at 110. I know it seems like I haven't been here in a while, but I figured got a little Michael, a.k.a. Two Wheels to Survive. Figured we'd recap our crazy turn and burn trip for uh turbo's birthday where uh that was quick down to socal <laughs> and back in 73 well 74 hours for me but yeah i was that was a fun ride it was hot yeah yeah it was yeah it was a it was a good weekend man it was what you ended up at what 2700 miles just a, yeah it's just right at like 27 ish yeah i was gonna say i was like 24 so not, not bad for 72 hours, 73 hours, and still having time to party with the crew. And <laughs> I was, and that was quite the birthday party. But, you know, as end up, I know we ended up leaving later than planned. I ended up having to work longer. So, you know, getting that late start Thursday at like 4.30, I think I left town. Yeah, I think we linked up about 6 down here. So, Yeah, we're talking, was it the Mary Hill rest stop? Um. Or not Maytown. Maytown. There we go. I always get it confused. Maytown. I always want to say Mary Hill, but that's not the Columbia. Mary Hill's the other side of the mountains. <laughs> yeah. A little south. A little east. A little south, a little no. east. It's like a tank of gas difference. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. A couple miles. A couple miles. A little bit other direction. But no, it's cool that we got it. We linked up with uh, Andrea Tooney, who she was cool enough, had a friend that put us up for, I don't even know if you call it the night. It was more like a power nap down in, what was that, Southern yeah, Oregon? We were there what six hours, something like that. I don't. That might have been. Yeah, I think like five like and a half. The driveway was like six. The drive in to drive out was like six hours. Not, you know, that's including everything. <laughs> yeah, getting to sleep at midnight and then up at four thirty ish. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. On the road at five or whatever it was. Yeah, the time actually was just right because we ended up meeting Frank perfectly in down in Weed, California. Yeah, man, it was a. Uh... A lot colder in the Siskiyous than I think any of us planned on, especially. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. He was, uh, what did he say? Like, he was hitting low thirties. Yeah. I think he said 35 or 36 he hit coming through. So I had to stop and buy some more wool socks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Was, then that was, was also, though, a, it was fun. A, a good trip of testing uh, fuel range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you definitely pushed the limits on yours a little bit. <laughs> I did. I mean, that first stop Thursday night, so like 4.975 gallons. And then I thought it, I knew it was going to be close getting into weed, watching the signs and 
in the field gauge, but I think climbing that last little, I don't know if you want to call it mountain pass or whatever, that screwed that me. Last little grade of, coming into weed there. Yeah. yeah. Run out of gas a half mile before the gas gas station where Frank's sitting. Yeah. And, yeah, keep in mind, you know, he's got a five-gallon tank on his road glide, so. Yeah. But then, you know, that's 4. also 9, why. 4.97 is a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I also packed that cheap insurance of the uh, those fuel bottles. Yeah. Yeah, they came in handy. I was glad you had them because uh, my uh, I didn't have my tour pack, so I was packed a little different, a little lighter this trip. Um, so I didn't have my extra gallon on me, so I wouldn't have been able to help you out either. <laughs> I like to carry them. It's a, you know, a cheap sense of insurance in a way, you know, it's nice knowing that you have them when sometimes, especially going through different areas because you don't exactly know where your fuel stops are or gas stations. It's like, well, this says, you know, so far it's like, oh, there should be something coming up soon. And, <laughs> oh, look, there's not. And, yeah. Like I say, I, I usually, especially on trips like that, I usually have that in the, usually have that gallon on me, but uh, my tour pack cracked on the way to the 120th. And the uh, cool part is I bought it when I bought the bikes. So it uh, fell under warranty and they were swapping out the uh, the tub on my tour pack up at Eastside. Uh, just didn't get a chance to get up there and get it picked up before we left for for Cali. So I, uh, I ended up packing a little different, packing ultralight compared to what I normally do. Um, you wouldn't have known it. Like if you look at the, the cover, uh, photo for this episode, like there's a sleeping bag, a sleeping mat, a Gore-Tex bag for my, like a bivy cover for my sleeping bag, a pillow, plus all my stuff, you know, plus all my clothes and everything for the weekend are packed in that bike in that picture. <laughs> yeah. So what do you I mean? Are you running like ultralight and basically like backpacking gear that you have? Um, so all three, my, my sleeping pad, my bag, and my pillow all come from a company called Nemo. Um, the uh, I think Moto Camp Nerd, I don't know if you've ever checked those guys out. They're kind of cool. Um, carry them. So they're, they're bike packing slash backpacking gear. So mm-hmm. they pack down pretty small. Uh, my sleeping mat packs down to about the size of an Nalgene uh, bottle. So not too small, not too big. Yeah. Uh, my sleeping bag, uh, my Nemo Disco is rated to 30 degrees. Um, and it's not like a super tight mummy. It's what they call a spoon. So it's kind of hourglass shaped. Um, so I got some room to move around in it, but it's good down to 30 degrees. And it packs down about the size of a half shell helmet. And then uh, my Nemo Philo packs down to about the size of a 20 ounce bottle of soda. So it's got like a memory foam core in it and everything. So I sleep pretty comfy when I get it all, all loaded, all set up for the night. So. Which worked well, out. It doesn't take up a lot of room in your saddlebags. No, not at all. Um, the biggest thing I think I packed in there was um, the Gore-Tex baby cover isn't actually for that setup. Um, it's something I have left over from when I was in the Army. Um, but it's nice insurance to have. You know, If the weather decides to turn, I can slide everything inside the bag, inside the Gore-Tex bag, zip the whole thing shut and lay there on the ground like a slug and be nice and waterproof. <laughs> Which is nice. So, yeah, it's cheap insurance not getting caught out there getting your gear all soaked and freezing and yeah because being cold sucks especially <laughs> then you want to throw being wet on top of it that's just miserable yeah yeah actually we were just chatting about that because <laughs> the weather turned yeah. here um yeah about not wanting to be wet cold so no it worked out well um and then the the little overnight bag on the back seat uh had everything i kind of needed to take into the hotel i'm gonna change clothes have my shower bag in it and stuff so 
wasn't a whole lot of room left over as you found out when we packed up to come back north um like you i picked up a set of the g16s from lexan and their little p5 pump their little portable pump um i actually had to take the pump out of the box to get it to fit in the bike luckily the uh the dual pack and g16s fit the box still so i was able to keep everything together but yeah it was there was no room left over that's for sure <laughs> yeah that was nice coming home i know the the sets i got all fit perfect in the cooler that was now empty that i had all my water bottles in so you know trying to consolidate room with all the the goodies that got coming back and everything but yeah. no it was fun because let's see after weed it was that's when it started getting hot because um, we met up frank yeah, after we dropped down seven really red bluff kind of we dropped off the hill there red bluff and down towards bakersfield and that's kind of when you get into that I don't know if that classifies as the Inland Empire. I don't know what Cali considers water around there. They've got names just like we do here in Washington. But yeah, that whole shit whole desert. I, yeah, that whole central part of I five is gnarly, man. It was what did we hit just about a hundred. We were like 96, 97 degrees. Yeah, and I mean, and then you get you know the radiant heat coming off the road. And I know we we were making a few extra stops at rest stops or whatnot just to hydration and just stay you know being smart yeah. essentially you're riding in that type of heat it it can take a toll on you so you know we weren't pressed for time that night you know we had a place to stay but you know it's more or less make sure everybody's all right go sit in the shade hydrate some fluids and then you know instead of going gas station gas station it was more like gas station ride an hour hour and a half hit a rest stop get in the shade gas station more hydration <laughs> Arizona riders, Texas riders, before you jump in the comment section, I want to give us a bunch of grief about it only 95 <laughs> degrees out. You got to yeah. keep in mind, we're, from the, we're both from the Pacific Northwest. We ride out here, you know, out of Western Washington, and there's heat advisories out here at 85. Like, old people start having to go to the hospital when we hit 90 degrees. So to be near triple digits, plus humidity and some, and that radiant heat, that's, we don't live like that. Like, <laughs> we're not No, I mean... <laughs> my temperature gauge and my fairing on on the bike was pegged at 120 almost that whole way through California. Yeah, it was it was hot. Um, I know if I remember right, Andrea popped a uh, uh, tire pressure warning on her rear on her rear rim for high tire pressure at one point too. So yeah, yeah, the ground was hot. It was hot, hot coming down in there. But no, like you said, man, we were smart about it. Uh, took the extra stops, even if you know, like the butt felt good and the gas tank was still relatively full, like. No point in getting heat stroke and and uh you know ruining the weekend that way. And then uh yeah, then we hit the grapevine. Then it cooled off. <laughs> yeah, we hit the grapevine and that was crazy, man. Like as soon as we passed the exit and hit the hill, it was like somebody turned the fan on. Like it instantly yeah. cooled off. It was like riding through a wall. It was it was pretty crazy. Uh that it was. And then you drop down the other side and all of a sudden the sun and the sky is gone and it's just gray. Yeah, it was beautiful up on top there. Like, what was that, Pyramid Lake or whatever up there? That whole area was beautiful. Something. It, it was pretty going through the whole area. Yeah. You wouldn't know you were only, you know, an hour, hour and a half out of L.A. But Yeah. And then we hit Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, then that was that was an education. Because I've For always, sure. I've never been, I guess because I don't live down there, I'm not familiar with it when it comes to lane splitting, where it was just something I've never been a fan of just because I guess I never experienced it, but getting down there and it's like, okay, you can sit in traffic for a long ass time or we're going to lane split. And yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. We, uh, we hit that last gas stop in grapevine there before we went over the hill 
and uh, Google had us at like three hours and 15 minutes or something for the arrival time. And we were like 160 miles out. And like we hit 100 miles out and it still said we were like two hours and 57 minutes out. Like we gained no time and we knocked like 60 miles off the odometer. It was pretty wild. Um, just yeah. a good example of how crazy the traffic was down there in LA. And I was with you, man, at first I didn't, you know, like never done really done lane splitting. I know kind of the rules around it. Um, you know, it's gotta be like under, was it under 30, um, and not more, I think the official rule is like not more than five miles an hour faster than the traffic around you or whatever, when you're filtering, but we saw some of the locals down there just, just mobbing, you know, still doing 60 yeah. between the cars, which is, a uh, none That's of them were baggers though. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, it, it's crazy how down there, because I guess they're so accustomed to it. I noticed we're sitting there. It's like everybody's trying to think of, okay, you know, we're going to try this, what we can do. And then the cars just like start moving over and they're looking back at you as they're moving out of the way. Like there's an emergency vehicle coming, but they're moving out of the way to let you through. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. This, yeah, is, that's pretty cool. this is different. Um, I slid into the lead down there as we came down into LA and um, sat there for a little bit. And I was like, well, let's give it a try. See if you guys come with, cause it was the three of us. And, uh, first couple of cars I was kind of on my own I realized it so I popped in found a hole and then you guys hopped in line and kind of made your way in and I think we figured out we saved what an hour we knocked an hour off our arrival time almost like, yeah somewhere because we like I know we 50 minutes something like that yeah, it was we pretty split wild. for a while and then it's like traffic get going so you just hop in and then stop so then all right cool that's uh back to the center line and no, you give whole new respect for it. I will say, you know, especially my, you know, for me, because I've always thought it was kind of stupid. You know, these guys are crazy doing that shit. And then once you get experience at firsthand, it's like, okay, this is not at all what I was expecting or, or thinking is yeah. how it's going to be. It's, it is, it's definitely a, it's definitely a kind of a cool relationship between the cages and the bikes down there and the awareness yeah. the cars have to kind of move over. It was a, that was kind of cool to see. I know they've been trying to pass that law up here in Washington for probably five years now, and it keeps failing on the assembly floor. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd want to do that up here when the weather's you know, like it is this weekend. You know, it's 60 and raining. Traffic's doing 25 miles an hour. I don't think yeah. I'd try to slide in between cars with the rain like that. So yeah, I, I totally agree there. It down. Yeah, I kind of get why they keep shooting it down here in Washington. And then that messaging, trying to get everybody to understand that, you don't have to completely leave the lane and pull off on the shoulder, but you just kind of hug the other side of your lane so the bikes can kind of get by, like educating that whole thing. Like they're still trying to teach people how to zipper merge here. So, <laughs> yeah, this is true. But, but no, it was definitely, um, it's definitely an experience for sure. Um, kind of nerve wracking being on a, being on a bagger. Um, there's already not a ton of room in there. So yeah, at least I had the benefit of being on the road king, so I didn't quite have the ferry. And I don't have the you know the bat wing or the shark nose like you and Andrea did, so I get a little less stressful. Um, I just had to be more mindful of like not forgetting about my bags. <laughs> yeah, and then I think for me the little nervous part too is like you know a, a couple of the semis. It's like man, I really hope he sees me. It's like I'm trying to ride, watch the cars, but trying to look in that truck's mirror to see if I can yeah. at least somewhat try to see eye contact in a way, but. You know, there's a couple of semis, even they were trying to get out of the way too. It's like, shit, this is, this ain't bad. Yeah. It's and cool. then we hit a couple of spots. It got a little weird in there. We ended up like, I ended up having to fold my highway pegs up because it was getting a little snug. 
there just wasn't a ton of room because traffic mm-hmm. wasn't really moving. So the cars didn't have a chance to, to clear the way. So the bike fit, but they weren't allowed to make the extra room for us. Um, yeah, that there was. And that, and that was one, those were some of those decisions where it's like, well, do we keep pushing through or do we wait till it's rolling a little bit to make room? And I'm like, man, we might be sitting here for an hour waiting for these cars to start rolling. So let's just go ahead and sneak through here. Cause if one bagger fits, they'll all fit. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, you know, you look at, you know, Google maps, like on the phone or whatnot, you get a, a point where you're kind of at a dead stop. <laughs> it's like, dude, the red line just keeps going and going. Oh, yeah. Like, holy crap. And like, and like dark red. <laughs> no, yeah. Not even the bright red, just dark red. It was crazy. Um, but no, it was cool to finally get through that and then, you know, get down to, uh, I can't remember exactly what town was it, Santa Clarita? Uh, no, technically the hotel was in a different town. I mean, a border to Irvine, but yeah, I get down there, you know, Riot was there and yeah, Jessica. I didn't realize and... how close to the coast we were, dude. I didn't realize we were that far, like that close to the beach till the next morning. Yeah, because when we went down to Lexan, it was literally, you could see the beach from the end of the road where their uh, their shop was. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize we were. I like, I knew we were on the coast because we where we were at, like in the LA metro. But I didn't realize we were like a mile or two from the from the beach by the time it was all said and done. Or like a what hour and a half from the Mexico border. Yeah, that I knew because we had talked about potentially doing the uh, the I five end to end, depending on how things shook out. Yeah, it would have been fun if I would have had Monday off. That wouldn't have been bad at all. Yeah, the uh, I think kind of being tensed up in the uh you know that first run lane splitting and stuff kind of took it out of us that night too where we were like yeah let's just get to the hotel <laughs> yeah and i think if that's something you know a challenge definitely would start down there and start at like two in the morning yeah do the do I, the south to north so you can avoid that crazy morning commute yep get that whole socal area out of the way as soon as possible to get that congestion behind you and then it's I think it'd be a lot more manageable. But yeah, even that stretch of five there after the grapevine, like up through Colinga and stuff, up towards like Tracy and the uh the San Francisco split. Like that whole remember that whole stretch was crazy through there because traffic was just nose to tail both lanes. And oh yeah, going down out. it was remember bad. That? We ended yep. up having them like make holes for each other to get around everybody because they just yeah, it was that was a mess. Yeah, it kind of became a game of leapfrog. Get up there, get a hold, and then slow the cars down and get everybody else back in. And next person in the lead would pop out and do it again. And yeah, it was. We even joked at the one uh, fuel stop. Like we had, they had all that room. Why aren't they adding lanes out there? You're out in the middle of the desert. That should be. Why aren't they? Adding yeah, at least at least one more in every in both directions. But, yeah, because that's. I mean, forever of two lanes, and there's nothing but. Like I said, a vast freaking desert. It's like, why, why ain't you got more lanes going? Especially yeah. in that state with that population and the traffic and everything else you got going. They're, they're too busy building that $30 billion high-speed rail thing. <laughs> yeah. That's like 10 years behind schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and what it gas is crazy down there, man. Like, we think it's expensive here because, you know, we're, we trade with Cali for highest in the nation. But one point, I think I saw 685 a gallon for premium down here and then some places actually it wasn't bad it was actually cheaper than up here too it just all depends where you're at and and like 10 minutes apart like it wasn't like drastically like we got gas in that one little town at that chevron and gas was like 680 something 
and three exits later there was like a love truck stop and gas was like a dollar 40 a gallon cheaper yeah which is it's mind-boggling like, yeah we'll hit the truck stops for fuel yeah i was like let's try and plan for those <laughs> yeah it was a couple bucks no kidding that uh, was pretty cool though i mean saturday morning so we got down there friday night actually it was yeah. pretty cool end up i know you and i end up rooming with riot and then good old DoorDash for some pizza and beer was dude that was sick you order beer my, shul- my shoulders and neck were all jacked up so i ended up passing out on the floor in the hotel room while you guys were uh enjoying the enjoying the barley puffs <laughs> yeah i think it was basically me <laughs> but yeah, it, it was kind of cool to you know get a bullshit with riot and you know jessica and andrea kind of hang out there because i think riot ended up having like four hotel rooms so yeah that yeah, was pretty cool yeah it was pretty cool seeing the, the whole team come together because we had riders yeah. from what one two three four what do we have five states six states there uh let's see washington oregon Wyoming, New Jersey, Texas, and California. So seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. The uh then the the crazy amount of it, like by Saturday morning, once like everybody was there, like the the knowledge and the the miles and miles of seat time that were sitting in that parking lot. Like the experience. Yeah. <laughs> actually i don't remember there might have been eight because i can't remember if gopher is from arizona he is I, I have his sticker right here yeah so that would be eight states yeah yeah gopher gopher's pretty gopher. freaking cool yeah that whole group is cool man those are yeah those are good people so and like i said it's a vast knowledge of people that when you have questions about stuff especially when it comes to getting more into the long distance riding you know the what do you want to call it, you know, the hobo style, you know, the old Hokahe Hotel. Yeah. A lot of those guys have so much knowledge and they're great about an- answering questions. You know, there's no there's no attitudes or anything. There's they're open books. Hey, you want, oh yeah, oh, yeah. this, this, and it's a it's a great group to be part of and you know, great great friendships. I've got to you know me go for now a couple times and it's been a lot of fun. All those guys. Yeah. I mean you figure there's I think you and I are the only ones who might have been the only ones in the group that didn't have a Hokahe number. Yeah. And we had how many multiple time uh, finishers? Well, actually, I think me, you, and Jessica. She's not. There but, you go. Yeah. But there was what, 10, 12 bikes there? 10? I, I think so. Yeah. Almost a dozen bikes. There was only three that didn't have Hokahe numbers. Yeah. And, and what, half of those were multiple time finishers? Mm hmm. So just yeah, being able I, to finish an event like that is oh yeah something on yeah. its own. Yeah, that's a it's a big thing to finish, let alone do it multiple times. But, but like you said though, all those miles and all that experience and like you can tell like they just like oh yeah, man, like oh yeah, I ran this style light and I ended up having this issue, so this is what I did to fix it. Oh, that's cool. Leaving between them just sharing the knowledge. Like they're they're all legitimate mile crushers in the and, yeah, and then there's no egos about it either. That's that's the coolest yeah. part. Just happy go lucky, enjoying enjoying the ride, and you know everybody yeah. coming together to come come bring a smile to Turbo's face and hang out with him for his birthday. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I guess I didn't, I mean I guess I didn't realize Gavin was going to be down there either, which was kind of cool. Um, but like we joked when we met up, like all I knew about the weekend was it was that weekend. It was Irvine, California, and it was Turbo's birthday. The rest of it, like I was like. 
I'm linking up with Denver and Frank, and I'm going to Cali. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of didn't know the plan after that, but um, no, nah, it ended up being a being a good being a good thing. And we had a little bit there in the morning before uh, before we had to take off for the birthday party. And got the chance to go meet your uh, one of your sponsors, which was cool. Because now I yeah, I went down and met Anthony down at Lexington, which I thought was the coolest part. You know, we're all there. You know, me, you, and uh, Wrong Way. Yep. You know, get to talk. You know, like you know, you and Anthony are talking military, and whatnot, and how you guys are actually at the same base in Afghanistan. Uh, same time frame, um, different yeah. different bases, but same time frame, and we had been on some of the same fobs at different times. But yeah, it was kind of cool to find out that we were we were both in the suck roughly the same time. Uh, so it's kind of cool. We always kind of run into each other, whether you know, you know, in the unexpected places, and such a cool crew, man. Super welcoming down there, like. We hadn't even parked the bike set. They already had the door open. They were waiting for us. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, the fact, oh, you, oh, here, you man, you guys need pumps. Well, what are you running? Well, you know, you're talking, you're running, what, you got the Senna? Yeah. Or, or you got the cardio. cardio. Yeah. Yeah. And then he starts talking. Well, here, why don't you just try it out, see what you think. And I mean, yep. you know, Michael already, wrong way already, he just bought the Lexan. So he wanted to go with me because he loved it, wanted to, you know, let yeah. him know what he thought of it and using it. And then, you know, Anthony fucking hands you one. Well, here, try it out. Yeah, I know you've got history with them, so the uh, which is kind of cool. And like, like I said when I was there, like the that was one of those deals, like, especially like the pump. The pump was on the was on the list. I just hadn't gotten around to ordering one yet. Uh, you know, t- things like tires kept taking the budget away. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I've so. I've had the LT4 Pros, the Lexans, or their last model for two and a half years, and I've never had an issue one until. It was about two weeks ago, the one on my wife's home, for some reason, you turn it on, it would turn itself back off, and you'd battle it for about five minutes, but then it'd be okay. But the battery life is, was absolutely amazing. And, you know, I was telling Anthony about it. He said, well, come down. He goes, you know, we'll get you these ones because they do have a new model coming out in the next few months. So, But he wanted to replace uh, the FT4 Pros with the, the G16s for now, and then we'll test out the new ones when they come around. But for, uh, you know, unit, They've been amazing. I know I, when I first got them, I broke a clip putting one on. I emailed them back, and actually, I think it was Anthony that I ended up talking with on the phone, and he explained basically I was trying to put the unit into the clip wrong and broke it. But he's like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll send you two of them. If you do it again, you'll have an extra one. And, you know, the, their customer service is great, and it's been a good product for me. I'm, I'm very happy with it, so I'm, you know, glad to be partnered with them now because it's something that i've used for a while and that I, a product that i like you, you works well through, for me you, you ran your lt4 through both monsters over mountains right yeah so no question on battery life there like no because i can say for well my monster 100 i turned it on when i got the safeway to start that morning which i think we started like four and I listen to music all day long in my helmet, you know, make phone calls, calling people because I get bored and, you know, got Google Maps or whatnot running. And so, I mean, it's running nonstop. And it literally died that night when I pulled into the gas pump 22 hours and 57 minutes later, the battery died. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, it's not like it was just sitting in standby on the side of your helmet. Like you were using it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, won't name the other company but it was good to kind of hear because you know lexan's a little newer to the scene when as far as names go but then we're talking to those guys and you realize like 
their kind of senior leader team that got Lexington going, like came from a company that, you know, in the early 2000s were like the go-to in comms, really early mid 2000s there. They were kind of the go-to. I remember when I got right. on Blacktop back in 2008, like everybody's like, you getting one, you getting one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's, I, I can testify to that. I called him because I thought we went to the, the different rest stop. And uh, yeah, it sounded like he was sitting, sitting at the house. Yeah, their noise cancellation is impressive. I know a lot of people that I've called, they they couldn't believe that, you know, you're on the bike riding. Like, I even have gone so far to flip up the chin bar in the modular, and it still isn't bad at all. Like, holy crap. That's cool. And then, you know, you, you look at the prices and, you know, I'll give it to Lexa, and they're under 50% yeah. cheaper. Their prices, their prices are great. And, hey, if anybody's looking for one, you can get them through Crash Inc., and uh, Crash One is going to – save you about 15 percent brad yeah, is also a lexan dealer and actually a dealer of many companies now and but yeah that's where i got mine years ago i ordered them through him and the stuff's coming out of socal so mm -hmm. yeah, not drop shipping out of a warehouse in china <laughs> or yeah vietnam or something like it's it's coming out we we yeah saw the racks full of them sitting sitting in socal waiting to ship so lots of them yeah. lots of them lots of good merch too yeah, we got a lot of stuff. I think the next random widget from them is going to be one of the base buckets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those things are freaking cool. Those little Bluetooth helmets. Yeah, <laughs> and the sound quality is pretty damn good. They were playing those when we were at Sturgis because that's actually how all this came about. Is Lexan was uh, right next to Wild Ass down at Sturgis at JP Cycles. Okay, there you and go. so I, that's when I got to talk to him and he saw the crashing stickers and of course he knows Brad and Bing Bang Boom. You know, he's yeah. like, well, well, you know, want to be part of it too. So, uh, let me on board. I'm like, sweet. Right. Here you are. Yeah. Right on, yeah. So, so that was that, cool. Like you said, got to swap some stories with them and talk gear and the, uh, you know, so and then it was time to boogie on because we were, we still had to, still had to hit the store for some, uh, before we headed over to the birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had to get birthday cards and, then I had to buy another pair of sunglasses because I left my sunglasses sitting down there. Yeah. Maybe he'll ship them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Should drop a message. Hey, do you ever find a pair of sunglasses sitting there? Yeah, those are mine. Yeah. Throw, throw those in the mail for me. The um, Dude, that uh, Turbo's birthday was, was freaking awesome. That was freaking, freaking impressive. Awesome. And was it uh, Glendale Harley? That the owner is, was friends with Frank's brother, so loaned yeah, him his personal Ural with sidecar to take Turbo to the party. So we all gotta, we all gotta ride the motorcycles and do a little escort him down there. Watch that kid Superman. That, uh, <laughs> that uh, was it. A, it was a Grom, right? I think it was, it was like a Honda. Grom. Yeah, it looked like a Honda Grom when we went by. He just, I still don't entirely understand what happened there. Like he was up, and then he was down and then he was up again and then he was laying in the street looking like someone cut his strings <laughs> i gotta go back because i actually i'll have to see if i i think i have oh, a short clip of it it's on the 360 yeah i got video of it yeah so that was an interesting because we kind of had to cut off traffic to get around that but and did the thing i died i don't know if you noticed because he flopped all the cops come there and then there's turbo pointing you know cops <laughs> yeah i, I died yeah. laughing I was laughing at that too. The uh, uh him, him and Goat definitely kept us on uh kept us 
on our schedule when it was time to get out of the parking lot at the hotel. Like, get oh, on, go to dancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, both of them. Let's go. Come on. It's <laughs> like all right, yeah, all right, we're getting there. But then, yeah, the uh, party was impressive. All the car clubs and the cars, and you know, oh, the dude. fire department coming through. Then the police department hearing about it, them coming through, and just the parades of cars was it was impressive. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely cool because he had a it's probably like the Irvine Import Club because he had a bunch of the the Japanese stuff, the JDM stuff, which was cool because there was some some super rare, you know, like GTRs and a couple yeah, of Skylines, a couple of Skylines. Yeah, uh, there was that yeah. nice 270 Fair Lady that came in. Uh, ton of beautiful stuff there, and then some of those guys hung out, and some of them rolled, kept rolling, and then like the the Exotic Club came in. So he had the Porsches and had that uh, McLaren 720S come in and the Ferrari. Uh, a Ferrari that we all joked we wouldn't be able to get back out of if we got in it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, the one uh, bronze colored Datsun was that little 280Z on full air ride. Yeah. Yeah. A little wide, wide body kit on With it. That thing was impressive. Yeah. yeah. There's some beautiful cars. And then uh actual show used uh, Night Rider car showed up. Yeah. Uh, I guess he said that was actually a jump car from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, and then uh, the Classic Car Club showed up. Yeah, Max Surf Union. City Classics. Surf City Classics came through. The uh, pumped out freaking Pinno. Yeah, yeah. The, that uh, thing sounded healthy. Yeah, she had a she had a lumpy she had a she had a big old bump stick in her. That's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Corvette Club was there, so there were some some nice C seven C eight Corvettes. That C oh, there are some, and goddamn, some of those sounded impressive yeah that z06 that c7 z06 had a definitely had some work done to it and then yeah the c8 that black mid-engine that z51 he definitely had some work done too oh you could see the pro charger on it and oh yeah the turbo was down underneath i'm like holy shit yeah the tuners laying in the passenger seat <laughs> yeah i would get in so much trouble oh yeah and it was cool because like you know there was what half a dozen cops there that turned up for the birthday and they didn't yeah. make a big deal. You know, as those guys were leaving, they let them, let them make a little noise with them and didn't give them too hard of a time. You know, nobody laid any rubber. Everybody was respectful about it, but yeah, there's just, proof that like the cops get it, man. Like if you're being right place, right time, like here's a time. To yeah. And so, they enjoyed some good tacos. Had some good tacos for them. Um, chased a bunch of hoodlum kids down the middle of the street. Yeah. Those kids <laughs> trying to make a runaway. God dang kids <laughs> well then you know you had like you know yourself myself we we're parked on the sidewalk because the small little parking lot they ended up trying uh, to pack as many cars in there so people walk around and check them out it's like well, i'm not going to get blocked in because i know you know you and i were kind of on a time crunch so it's like i'm going to park out here where i know i can get out and ain't going to be yeah. a deal yeah i uh pretty early on as all the car that first wave of cars showed up and blocked everything up i joked about uh you know, the neighbors weren't going to be too happy with the party. And the lady next to me is like, I'm one of the neighbors. I think this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, lesson learned, invite the neighbors to the party. Then they can't be upset about the party taking over the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Cause there was a lot of people showed up for, for his oh, birthday yeah. party. Holy cow. I mean, his mom and dad did a, a great job. I think his, his mom really planned a lot of it, but no, it was, yeah. she did a phenomenal job with all the, 
God, there was so much food inside, all the cookies and the churros and tacos and roller Frank's dog. hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I know I need roller dogs for my bikers, <laughs> which is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, nah, it was definitely definitely a, a cool event. That was. And, and, and then it came the, uh, the ride home. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt bad having to dip out a little earlier, but I think everybody understood yeah. We we weren't necessarily coming. We definitely were far from the farthest away, but they understood we had jobs and stuff we had to go to, so they uh, they get it. But well, even Ryan may come because you guys are fucking animals, fucking turn and burn. And that's you know basically what it was. Came down here to help to help bring a smile to his face and be part of his you know 16th birthday. But now we got a jet. Yeah, he he showed up for we we showed up for the party. That's what we were there for. We were um, yeah yeah didn't much as it was cool to spend a little bit of time hanging out with some other people, really what we came down for was Turbo's birthday. So it was good we got to spend that time with them. Yeah. The, uh, but, yeah, the ride back, um, the cool part about what did we leave, like 4.30? I think it was right about 4 because we started getting trying to get out of there and get going just after 3.30. <laughs> we were smart enough to grab gas on the way to the party. Yeah. <laughs> so we could just get out of town. Um, the uh, – and then fight traffic again to get out of LA. It, it really wasn't. It was half of what it was on the way into town. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, you're wrong. There was still a lot of traffic, but we only. I don't think we. I don't think the backup was as bad as when we came in. No, I no, I I agree with that one hundred percent. We didn't filter nearly as much. Uh, we filtered a little bit on the way out of town. Um, few spots we just sat in it because looking at google you could see it only went a mile or two not even a mile or two you could see it was going to break up quick so it was like let's just go ahead and sit in it we've been up kind of all day partying anyways so hang out for 10 minutes if it doesn't break up then uh we hit about glendale area like then we uh from there yeah it really broke open and we were off and running Um, yeah then they hit the grapevine and then all of a sudden you can see the sky again hey look there's blue skies Oh yeah, like we—that was crazy. Like as soon as we hit the hill, like we drove out from our clouds. It was a little overcast and drizzly, believe it or not, in Southern California. So I don't know if it was overcast or that's just the LA smog. (laughs) I don't know. There was a chance of rain that morning, so I'm shocked enough to just being cloudy. (laughs) Okay, we can give benefit of the doubt. I think the day before when we came in, it was smog. (laughs) Yeah, but. But no, it's like yeah. Once you hit the grapevine, man, traffic was. Moving and grooving, and I won't forget coming down the other side. I thought that freaking semi was going to break, trying oh, to catch yeah. fire. That thing, it's like you could yeah. smell it. It's like, holy shit. And then around the corner and just smoke yeah, barreling just out of his trailer. Trail on. Yeah. We, uh, um, I, I, we joked when we stopped for gas. I was wondering if I was going to get to see my first runaway ramp being used. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, I really don't want to hang out behind them, and I'd prefer to get the fuck around them and really open up some room between me and him because it's yeah it was it was bad um, yeah i was waiting to see flames coming out of his brake drums he wasn't far from it the way he was smoking no so the uh yeah hope that dude made it down all right <laughs> yeah so and then uh i know you had a you had a pretty ambitious uh goal for that night I didn't yeah. I don't think we ever really were going to make that, but it was good to try and push towards it. <laughs> you know, it, it was, you know, why Rika was a good goal until it was, you know, 
eleven o'clock, and dude, that's four hours away. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. We got the we we ended up grabbing a hotel just because it it was just easier, and it was it was it was cooling off quick up there. It was. Yeah, we were no going up shit. an elevation, getting into the Siskiyous, and it was it was getting down into the into the mid forties there again. I can't remember what you know. We stopped at that Loves for fuel that night, and that must have yeah. been the most ghetto Loves truck stop ever. Oh yeah, yeah. It if you think California truck stop, that's probably what you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah, fucking homeless uh, people everywhere, vans and rummaging just... through the trash cans when we pulled into the gas pumps. Yeah, some dude. There's yeah, going through all the gas cans. Yeah, there's at least two of them digging through trash cans. When we pulled in a couple more sitting under the tree by the by the sign. Yeah, there were one or two sitting up by the uh, sitting up by the entrance. So, yeah, it was a uh, definitely uh, not the most high class place. And I think no. we decided that the uh, we got the we got the hotel lined up. We got a room lined up, and it was what did we decided. It was about a half hour, forty five minutes farther than it should have been. <laughs> Yeah, by the time once we got there, because yeah, that last half hour was fucking rough. Rough, yeah. It's like, man, it's like you know, look at the Google Maps and like, Jesus, this has got to go quicker. Yeah, Fuck. feels like you're not moving because you're tired and it's dark and you're literally yeah. there's nothing out there, so there's no point of reference. Like, no, then you're going over. I wish I could remember what city it was. It's like an overpass that goes for like two miles. It's like a fucking washboard. Sitting there going like yeah. this, boom, over the whole thing. It's oh, like, yeah, it's across crap. that floodplain. Yeah. You wonder if you broke a shock because it's just the way the bike's oscillating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was up north of Sacramento. Yeah, somewhere. That sucked. Yeah, that was between Sacramento and Red Bluff. They, uh, yeah, I ended up in Red Bluff for the night. We got what? We, did, we were there, what, five hours? Yeah, it might have been. What did we get there? A little after one o'clock-ish? Little after one, I think we were on the road at six. Between six and uh, six thirty, we were on the road. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, sounds way. about. And one cool thing, I've never seen a hotel at the at the entrance. There's a spray bottle and a bunch of you know rolled up brand new clean washcloths. Feel free to wash your windshields and clean shit. I'm like, yep, <laughs> all right, I'll spray, bo- spray bottles and the towels so you can yeah. clean everything up. Yeah. I will take you up on that because my windshield and my visor and my helmet were just horrible. There's- there's a few best westerns out there. Um, I haven't stayed at any of them, but I do know supposedly they exist uh, according to the best westerns website. But uh, there's a few out there that have bike washes at them, like they have an area you can spray your bike down. Hmm. I've never seen one of those. Yeah. No, that one there in Red Bluff was actually pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a uh, room was good. Uh, it was nice having that stuff to be able to wipe the bike down, and the gas station was in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I know we got there, and I I think once they you know brushed my teeth, basically threw my shit on the floor, and it's like I think I was asleep in like minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like less than ten minutes. You were out. Um, yeah, I, I remember up, you're looking at your phone. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I was up for probably another half hour after that. But uh, next morning, that was the first time uh, I'd ever seen like Grant's Pass to drain. Like coming through what coming through the Siskiyous again in the morning was beautiful. We had great timing coming through the Siskiyous in both directions, man. It was, it was beautiful out there, especially the sunrise, you know, early morning. Yeah, the sunrise Friday morning through the Siskiyous was freaking gorgeous. I know I remember I pulled over, and I think you and Andrea thought it broke down. It's like, I just want to get a picture of this because, yeah, well, you know, literally the whole ride you think about, it's like, dude, we're chasing sunrises and following sunsets. Yep, for sure. 
Yeah, it was a uh, beautiful coming up through the Siskiyous, coming back north, and then uh, we kind of joked that um, at least for me, from Grants Pass to uh, Drain, the exit for Drain there, it's the first time I've ever seen it in the daylight. Never <laughs> been down that stretch. I've never been down that stretch of I five when the sun is up. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't. It's been Jesus when I. Late nineties when I went down there, mid nineties last time I ever went through there, and I don't even remember I might have been napping that whole time. It was yeah, forever ago. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since you know, like I said, never seen that part of I five in the daylight. So that was kind of a nice change. Beautiful area. Glad I got oh, to see that it. absolutely going through the I will say southern Oregon and northern California through you know, through the Siskiyous and the mountains there, it is a beautiful ride coming oh, down yeah. by, you know, Shasta oh, yeah. and that other reservoir around the corner and you got the big old bridge across the lake and there is yep. some beautiful, beautiful country there in Northern California on that ride. That is for sure. For sure. I'm mean, just usually out on the coast at one one when I cross down through there. So I don't get the full experience, I guess you could say, cause I'm kind of skirting the edge of the mountains there sticking to the water. So it would have been fun to, it. yeah, it would have been fun to ride some of the PCH for sure, but it just wasn't in the book for this one. Yeah, if we had a if if the party would have started early a couple hours earlier, maybe, but wasn't really the reason yeah. we were on the ride. But you know, yeah, so cool part is yeah, you know, I was just reading a uh, Hyperion, so it's the tallest tree down there is like seven hundred years old or something. They place between six and eight hundred years old. So I think we got a couple weeks to go catch up with them and check out the redwoods and <laughs> yeah, yeah, next, next nice summer. Ride. Be nice if I could get through there when the when uh, the sun is out. I always seem to uh, I always seem to hit that small stretch right where you go up over the hill there inside the the park. It's always I get that coastal, you know, the marine layers packed in there. So a little fog, full experience when I run through the redwoods. Um, so it's a beautiful area though. It's a fun ride. Um, redwoods Highway is such a great ride. So even if you're not sightseeing, it's a fun road. If you can get the motorhomes out of the way. <laughs> oh, on the PCH? Yeah, yeah. That stretch of 101, and then that's what, what 395 or whatever that runs out to Crans uh, Pass. Uh, yeah, 395. Yeah, if you run down to Crans Pass, hit 395 and run that to the coast, catch 101 and drop down, like that's the Redwoods Highway. So they call it. And yeah, it's like it's a great ride. Like you get on the southern side there on 101 on the California side of it, and like the trees are literally pushing up the fog line on the road because it's like giant tree, blacktop, cliff face. There's like no, <laughs> there's no excess in there. So yeah, it's it's on my list. One thing I I do want to want to see and ride, but yeah, it's like this one just wasn't in the cards. The main thing was just get down there for turbo and then get back because work's calling yeah you had the, like a zero three work call or some crap so. yeah yeah i got home and I had a little more room man. i didn't have to work i didn't work till noon on monday i had a little more time <laughs> i barely hit shelton after we split i'm home i'm like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i was like he probably hasn't even hit the split out past black league the uh i i debated following you back up to Port Angeles and looping it and turning my day into a K in a day. Cause I had that much time before work, but um, I was like, we were, we were making good time. Also home of Bigfoot. That's where it began. Well, talk of Bigfoot when, uh, 
uh, what was that dealership we stopped at? We got gas down in oh, um, Willamette Valley. Willamette yeah, Willamette Valley. Harley Davidson. They had all the uh, Sasquatch Harley Davidson stuff down there. Yeah. Yep. That's that's kind of funny because you missed the you didn't even see it when we hopped off for gas. I thought you were hopping no. off to go to the dealer. No, I was hopping off just for fuel. Yeah, I was like, you want to hit the Harley dealer since we're here? He's like, you're like, where is it? I'm like, it's like three quarters of a mile down the road. It's the other end of the off-ramp. Yeah, sure, lead the way. I passed that dealership a dozen times, never stopped in. So finally grabbed a poker chip from him. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was not a bad little dealership. No, I mean, I'd say a Harley dealer is a Harley dealer. Yeah, true. So some of them got more glitz and glam to them because they move more iron. But at the end of the day, man, if you've been in, you've been to enough of them, you're just kind of like, yeah, I just want my poker chip. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and one like that's like, you know, when am I going to be down there again in that area? Who, who knows? So yeah. it's like, you know what? Might as well just add that chip and be able to knock one more off the list. Yep. Yeah. Add it to the collection so you can say you've been to that one. You know, because you luck out, like you catch some of them. You know, how many? Especially right now, you had dealers closing up around the country or being bought out and folded into other dealers, so the names change. Kind of a well, cool how many thing. dealers are you going to find that's open on a Sunday? Also that. I mean, this time of year, you know, peak riding season, you'll see a lot of them have some Sunday hours, but the, uh, um, yeah, a lot of them, they're like, we're closed Sunday because we're going riding. Yeah. Just business isn't busy enough. Like Sunday, Monday is when they're closed. So... Well, and, and that comes from years ago when your mechanics and your sales guys were all riding racing on Sundays. And, you know, Monday you work on your bike, you recover, you go back to work Tuesday. And that's just been a thing well, of motorcycle dealerships for a long time. Well, and like me growing up in Wisconsin, they were just down the road from corporate, uh, you know, just south of Milwaukee there. Like, I don't know if it's still the case, but if I remember correctly growing up, like you weren't allowed to sell cars by state law on Sunday. So the dealerships couldn't be open because they were dealerships. So huh, didn't know that. Yeah, so it could have just been a thing that permeated out from corporate too of, at early on. But like you said, you know, you think back when we were when we were kids, like a lot of places were closing on Sundays. It's just what you did. So it's kind of nice to see a lot of the family-owned shops still doing that and giving the giving the employees their family time, and especially during the summer, letting the the riders go ride and stuff. So yeah. I'm not mad they're closing on Sundays. <laughs> and even the ones that are open, usually their service department's closed. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Once we got back up to Portland and, you know, got hit that traffic congestion, it's like, <laughs> you just look at the center line. It's like, dude, it's wide open. There's Could so much room. <laughs> Should we just do it? <laughs> yeah. Just fucking we, split uh, the shit. We had a pretty good clip, man, coming after we grabbed gas in Eugene, man. We had a pretty good pace coming home. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good, it was a good pace. Yeah. It was, yeah. The, uh, I mean, we didn't necessarily gain a ton of time. We just didn't lose anything from the traffic slowdowns because we kind of offset it. <laughs> yeah, before the traffic and after the traffic. Before and after the traffic, we kind of offset the slowdowns. So it worked out. Um, yeah, well, Portland wasn't nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be. Um, given and then, the time and being Sunday coming in on Sunday, yeah. So because that's like down here, you know. Like Sunday afternoon northbound on I five is just not the place to be in southern Washington or the South Puget Sound here. You know, it, ter- it turns 
Like I joked with Frank, I hit it southbound, but it's the same thing northbound on Sunday is like I had 56 miles take me two and a half hours. <laughs> so yeah, that's messed up. Yeah. Frank lives over at Yakaba and gets to the dealership faster than I do. And he's got a mountain pass and he's a little over a hundred miles out. So I'm on the same side of the mountains and only 55 miles out. He gets there faster than I do. So yeah, that's a little messed up. Yeah. That's how gnarly the traffic gets on this stretch of five. So I was worried about running into the back of that. Um, I think the thing that held us out there is we're after Labor Day. So the kids are back in school. So traveling is not quite what it is, you know, three, four weeks ago. Yeah. Cause for us, even come back, that only slowdown was just a little bit outside of Portland, a little South of yeah. Portland. And even once it got <laughs> into Portland, it wasn't an issue. It was just go. Yeah. yeah. We even boogie through normally like Chehalis and Trailer area slows down a lot. And even that rolled right through. So yeah, yeah my goal was really- just, you know, stop after Kalama somewhere. Cause like, I know then I'm just, I don't have to stop again. So yeah, I figured, you know, highway 12 will pull yep. in there and fuel. And it's like, I know I'm good to go and I'll go the whole way. And that was my last stop. Dude, that gas station is so busy these days. It's yeah. always that busy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So, I mean, it was that busy when we did, we stopped there for uh monsters over mountains. Yeah. One to get fuel and, Secondly, I'd lost one of my gloves, so I'm riding with no gloves. Like I think at that time it was, it was cold o'clock at night, <laughs> and so I yeah. bought a pair of uh, those cotton jersey gloves to wear underneath my lightweight Joe Rocket ones, which actually made my hands perfectly warm. But even when we stopped there that one night, me and Steve and Frank, it was, you know, I want to say eleven o'clock at night, between ten and eleven, it was place still packed. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy how busy it is over there. But, but yeah, that's yeah, a nice sense. Like, you know, I can get here and now I know I'm clean sailing. Next stop yeah. is home. Yeah. Next stop's the couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it was a nice feeling. The, um, and it might've been our last good weekend for weather, man. It's really looking that way. Yeah. I, I got rain on the forecast, rain and 60 on the forecast for the next seven days. So. It was already snowing at Mount Hood. It was already snowing in Sherman Pass at Republic. Uh, Beartooth closed. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, Beartooth closed yesterday. May not, they're not expecting it to reopen. Um, so, yeah, it's it's coming. I think summer's done, man. Yeah, I think we got the last, the, the final weekend of summer. And, you know, for that trip, least, for, you know, least, basically least, three least days, it was. North. Yeah. Yeah. Up this far north. Mother Nature was in our favor and, and blessed us with some good weather because yeah, it was fucking hot. Got the sunburns and good times. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, that sunset, man, out there in the middle of the desert though. That was beautiful, huh? I got a couple good pictures of it. That was freaking gorgeous. Cutting coming back home, yeah, watching the sun slowly fade over the hill. You know, snapping a couple pictures and yeah, you just kind of like these are the views you don't get when you're sitting on the couch. <laughs> even the even that sunrise that morning when we left Oregon, that was oh yeah. You know, it, it just there's something to it when you know, yeah, getting up that early sucks, but you know, being able to catch those sunrises <laughs> is <laughs> just freaking awesome. <laughs> or the chair a couple nights ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess I got this new thing. Occasionally, I might sleepwalk. So I went out to the recliner the other night and sprawled out in the recliner. <laughs> I don't know. You got warm. We'll chalk it up to yeah. you got warm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I can say, man, those sunrises and sunsets, you know, when you, you get to catch those times is then yeah. just makes part of the ride and everything worth it. It's just, you know, and, picture worth and, a thousand words. And you know, you're catching them in the right parts of the country when you look at the horizon and you get the full rainbow, like you get the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple all the way up. In yeah. The you know, it's not yep. just blazing orange and then dark. Like you catch that whole spectrum. Like you're like, yeah, I'm out here where I'm supposed yeah. to. Away from Big, all the <laughs> catching all the stages of it when it you know it first starts going down you know the colors start changing from when that sun's high up to where it's getting lower and lower and lower like staying on the horizon and that was a beautiful one wherever the fuck we were in central california yeah, i don't know where we were at either we were somewhere we were somewhere between uh Baker's actually you know Field. what let's see I'm what uh you probably tagged them uh yeah, i find yeah because yeah, i got the we're somewhere between Bakersfield and Tracy, if I had to guess. <laughs> uh, it says Lost Hills. That narrows it down. Lost Hills, California. So where the hell is that at? Yeah. Now I'm curious. Now, Google, take me away. <laughs> Lost Hills, California would be in the middle of this vast fucking nowhere. Yeah. On this 100-mile straightaway. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just north of Bakersfield. So, so too far off the mark. Yeah, probably mm, 50, 60 miles, 70 miles, somewhere there. Yeah. Right on. Kind of in the middle of Kalinga and Bakersfield. Yeah. There's a, speaking of nice little Best Westerns that you wouldn't expect, like there's one in Kalinga. Um, that was my, that very last KNA day I did last year on Thanksgiving weekend. When I did what was that number 20 or 21? Number 20. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When Frank and I tried linking up in the snow and ice, that was the one that took me 17 and a half hours to get down there, and it took me 21 hours and 45 minutes to get back. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Coaling has got a little gas station, nice little Best Western. Like That thing looked like it was brand new when I was there. Couldn't have been open that long, or it just been remodeled, but... Yeah, wouldn't expect it out there, and it was fifty or seventy-five bucks cheaper than being a couple exits north or south. So, good little stop That's off. Cool. It's, yeah, yeah. If you run out, run out to Coos Bay and run down the coast to uh, <coughs> near San Francisco there, and then cut across through uh, Oakland and hit the five and come down. For me, that's right at a thousand miles. So, to do that big horseshoe around the Siskiyous and miss most of the snow and ice. Yeah, especially that time of year. Yeah, that was a that was pretty crazy too because that was the weekend that um, like all the passes closed for the first time last winter. Like we lost Snoqualmie, we lost White, we lost all of them for at least part of the day that that day while Frank and I were trying to get home. Uh, yeah, because Frank only made it to Portland and called me, and that's when I I got a hold yeah. of Brad and Brad's like, "Hey, I'm yep. not home, but dude, here here's you know," and gives me the pin to you know the code to get in a shop. Said, "Hey, give this to Frank." Tell him to go there, dude. He can turn the heat on, and we'll get him home. But Frank was bound to determined to to make it home. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he'd already put the bike down a couple times down by Grant Pass that day. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, they were low speed stuff. He's probably only do, said he was only doing about twenty, but hit some ice in the shade and stuff, and bike washed out from under him. But yeah, it was a 
It was pretty crazy. He, he rides some pretty gnarly stuff, man. He rides a lot. There's a reason he's got like 50,000 more miles on his bike than I do. <laughs> Dude, Frank's an animal. That guy is like impressive. That bike you know, is like, two and a half years old. It's got 115,000 miles on it already. Yeah. I bought, I bought my bike in December. I just rolled 60 on the way back from Turbo's birthday. He bought his bike in February. So 90 days later, he bought his bike, and he's already at 114. So he's he's more than doubled me. Yeah, he's I remember like, a couple of the rides, you know. Well, the the first Monsters Over Mountains, we're all joking. If I get old, I want to be like Frank. Right? Finally, Wyoming's weather is better than Washington's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, for once. Then you guys for will get once. snow the following week. <laughs> Yeah, I got dumped out in eastern Wyoming on the way home from Cheyenne across to uh I forget that high the high point on eighty there. I got rained on all the way across there coming back from Milwaukee in July. So I had rained that was some of that I think probably some of that same weather that made its way into Sturgis in the next week or two after I came through. So Yeah, there was definitely some rain in Sturgis this year. It was a little wet. I'm glad I didn't uh Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kinda glad I didn't try to meet up with you guys out there for the party. Yeah, it, it wasn't as hot <laughs> as what I was thinking it was going to be warm. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even Amy's like, where's this hot weather you said it was going to be your fucking liar? I'm like, I don't know. It I'm should be here tomorrow. Me. Right? That's that's great powerful Lazar, that's it. But, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, man. Cali was a it was a good rip. It was a good, good weekend. It was. it was. It was a fun adventure for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much of our, like, if it wasn't turbo, I definitely would not be in the LA Metro. Um, 100%. So like Lexan's cool. Those guys are great. They're, you know, super friendly, good company to, to interact with, but yeah. I don't think I'd ride into LA just to go hang out with them. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's a whole nother breed of animal and traffic and shit to deal with for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I just I ain't. I'm not made for that jungle. Like, no, me neither. I, I don't care to experience that anytime soon or or ever. For well, unless I try to do you know that the border to border insanity or the I five end to end. Well, then you'd have to. But I think those are the only two circumstances that I even would and care and like, to see that area. Like we talked about, we're going to do that. We're going to blaze that at like three four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, if I do, yeah, the I five end to end. I would definitely start down there and start at one, two in the morning and get the fuck out of Southern California. Yep. Get north fast. Yep. You know, I, I, look, I actually looked at it before we went down because I was debating trying to make the push. And it's a uh, 26 hours from South. Yeah. That's, I think that's one of the few IBA runs that is an odd it's, number because everything's like 24 or 36. Yeah. For most everything. Um, some of the some of the the interstate end to end ones the numbers are a little different based on because of the distance and everything. Yeah, but uh, the I five and the the north to south is a different timeline than the south to north, so it actually it's directional too. Um, you get a different. I didn't timeline. realize that. Yeah, I think it's twenty five going south and twenty six coming north. If I remember right. Um, but yeah, because it's like. 1380 miles or something it's just under 1400 miles end to end so it'd be fun is you take about five days you do the 50 cc yeah well actually go do the 50 cc 
yeah recover a day and then do the i5 in in from south to north and then call it a a four or five day week here's here's the difference between me and old frankie mountains <laughs> I, I figured it out this summer where 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 the mileage difference comes from um uh, so well yeah i went to milwaukee for the 120th right and while i was sitting in Mo- while i was planning that trip i was like you know i could leave milwaukee do a do a saddle sore down to florida sleep for the night like a legit sleep for the night wake up in the morning i could do the 50 cc that would put me back out in san diego and then sleep again like a legit night not like a four-hour night like take a legit like eight hours off and then do the i5 end to end and be home in five days and i was like nah i'm gonna like cut that mileage in half and take the same five days, but run through four or five new states in the middle of the country. <laughs> Where yeah. Frank would have been like, yeah, I just did them. <laughs> or like Frank that rides, you know, Yakima out of Brainerd, Minnesota, one shot, 1,600 freaking miles in 23 hours. Well, you figure that's a bun burner gold. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. so. well, it's like when he did the, uh, the taco run. Yeah. Dude, rode back all the way, crazy. left there at like four o'clock and rode till. Mm, I was a little worried about him on that one. <laughs> me too. Because he called me Sunday morning at like 10 o'clock. I'm like, I was literally getting in the shower. I'm like, Frank's calling. Okay. So, you know, put on speaker and got a minute. Well, fuck, I'm just getting in the shower. Sure. I'll just put the phone up on the shelf. And oh, yeah, sure. Shit. He'd been uh, riding all night long. Was He was tired, not sleepy. And just, you know, yeah. want somebody to talk to for a few because he was, I think at that point he was like northern Utah. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. Frank, you're a fucking animal. So he's, he's riding through that nothing between Salt Lake and. Yeah. That's, you can make good pace through there, man. But if you are the slightest bit tired, it is the most painful stretch of interstate. <laughs> Dude, that, that last half hour when we were working our way to Red Bluff was fucking brutal at one in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, similar. It's a similar feeling out there in that southern part of Idaho, northern Utah. Especially in the night when it's dark and you can't see shit. Well, I mean, well, I shouldn't say you can't see shit. I mean, we both of us, you know, had adequate lighting you can see, but it's just, it's nighttime, so there's no scenery to be seen beyond what you're lighting up. The only reason you know you're moving is because the center line, the dash mark in the center line of the road is going past you. It's the only reason you know you're moving. Yeah, and it's like, huh, yellow, ho. Mustard, mayonnaise, and mustard, and the mayonnaise, and yep. yeah, the, uh, use the whole road. Yeah. I mean, there were stretches where you and I were just running, like, we just took both lanes and just kicked all the high beams on, and we were just running side it's by side. It's smart, though. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, there's no, you know, no out. traffic that night, so, I mean, honestly, yeah. that's a smarter way to do it, is just light up everything you can see, ditch to ditch, and just go. Yeah. Light it up and make some miles, so. Yep. Yeah, that stretch in southern Idaho, man, there you got 84 comes down and 15 comes down. That I think that's like, was that 86 or whatever? Is that little connector? Uh, something. Uh, yeah, you know where I'm talking about, the yeah. triangle. That little connector, man, I almost would rather run down to 15 and back up than ever cross that road again. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I know even at this trip, I think we spent a lot of time riding in the dark where yeah. i mean it's like i have decent lighting but i want more i'm definitely going to be looking you know this winter time of adding some more auxiliary lights it was a, I, I we talked about that while we were down there um, a few of those guys a lot of the a handful of the guys are running the denali lights 
that's out of my price range. I yeah, I jumped on the <laughs> website and was looking. I was like, I get why they're running it, but holy cow, man! Oh, dude, Shell. When we did Monsters Over Mountains, she had the uh, the D sevens, yeah, on her bike on her Indian. Oh, those and dude, massive. those things are fucking amazing. Yeah, it's like um, holy. She turned those on. We're going up through uh from like uh we left missoula sun was yeah. setting heading to kalispell the ponder's ferry you get up some of those areas around kalispell i mean it's dark as shit and she would turn those on and it's like good god it's like i'm not even running headlights or anything and she'd click them on it's like fuck me this is unreal the only thing i was kind of looking at because i'm with you man like those d5s d7s they're big and they're bright they're they're a big assembly too like they're not a small light no um, but the um there's a Denali mix similar to the the fog light mounts you have from Custom Dynamics that are down by your axle mm-hmm. that mount on your brake calipers. Denali makes one that mounts through the bolts for the fender, and it's a bigger mm-hmm. pod. It's like their D2, I think it is. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of looking at those because they were they were bigger and throwing more lumens than the Custom Dynamics stuff, but. Well, even like you, you, you know, some of those guys, you know, I mean, they're running the, the Denali's and you look at Riot, he's running fucking LEDs from Tractor Supply. Yeah. That's yeah. where he bought his auxiliary lights. He was like, did some truck. goes, hey, these are work. Ain't going to break the bank. Put out good lumen. He goes, fuck it. These will work just fine. And, you know, I guess if you do your homework or whatnot, you know, finding something that's going to put out, you know, you're going to be throwing out some serious lumen, but you're not going to, you know, Pay the price of Denali because I mean those D seven are what seven hundred bucks or some shit. Yeah, it's it's a pretty wild setup. It's yeah, thousand bucks in lights and wiring. Yeah, um, I mean they are impressive, no doubt about it. But yeah, that's just something that's not going to be in my price and range. I'm, and I'm sure the CAN bus plug and play thing, kind of like you get from Custom Dynamics and Zero, like that being able to plug and play like that into your wire harness, like I'm sure that factors into the price a little bit, but. I'm with you, dude. Yeah. It's not anything I'd be buying in the next couple of paydays. <laughs> no, I'll be, you know, doing some searching and, you know, research on, you know, different companies and finding a good, you know, LED pod that's going to put out yeah. some, we're going to put out some light because that is one thing that, you know, as the more I get into this with, you know, enjoying the riding, pushing the distance, doing the, you know, the endurance stuff is you're going to be riding more time at night. And the more light you can have, the better off you're going to be. And granted, I mean, yeah, yeah my, I got a good headlight. I'm very fortunate, you know, be able to to work with custom dynamics and whatnot. Your, your but it's still not stuff, enough. Your custom dynamics stuff is really good. Like, I know they're a sponsor, and it sounds kind of like we're bagging on bagging on a little bit. Like, oh, it's not good enough. Custom dynamics lights are amazing, man. We could see what a oh, mile bright. and a half. Yeah, we could see yeah. a mile and a half down the road. And uh, I still need to fine tune my headlight a little bit. It's still going a yeah. little bit up, but yeah, I think we noticed oh, that, right, that you're a um, I think we definitely could tell at night when you kicked your high beam on, you still had some alignment issues with your. Yeah, it's still it. going up a little bit. It's like, eh, yeah. bring it down more. the The only the only problem, and I think it's like you said, it's riot with his ones from Tractor Supplier. Like, is it wrong way that was running the Denali's down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his Denali's, um, your custom dynamic fog lights down on the brake calipers, like. All of those are trying to solve the same problem of having that visibility down at the fog line in the ditch far enough ahead to give us a warning on things like wildlife. 
Like, oh, I, yeah. yeah. Seeing down the lane is not our problem. It's never, it's, I don't think any of us have that problem. We can see far enough down the lane, but we've yeah. all got a dark spot on that right side that makes all of us anxious. <laughs> well, that's why I mean, you know, like earlier we're talking to Frank. If you look at Frank's road glide, his fog lights, which I mean, he's, his, he's his also running the custom dynamics, they're turned at, I mean, not a 45, but. Angles. Yeah. They're kicked they're out to illuminate the side of the road. He, yeah, they're not, not straight not with the headlight whatsoever. That's, that is one thing when I went from a Road King to a Road King special that I do did kind of miss was the the four and a half inch auxiliary lights. They mm -hmm. they throw a lot of light. They really do. And being able to aim them, like you said, was was a feature. And it's just something I haven't haven't done with my Road King special yet to add that light back in. And that's why I've been looking at like the different fog light options. And I really I like the one. caliper mounted ones, like you know, with my fog glides with the caliper mounts, especially yeah. with the fixed fairing, like the road glide. Yeah, uh, at nighttime, especially I know a lot of people bitch, well, you, you know, you shouldn't be looking, you know, looking out in, in front of you. Yeah, it's that look down, go down. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but you get an area at nighttime, you know, your slow maneuvers, you're in an unfamiliar area, it is nice to be able to turn the wheel and see what's in front of your wheel and not straight ahead because my headlights are going that way but my wheel you know i'm you know you're getting out of enough from my area so you know you're actually having to turn the handlebars and you can illuminate and light up the area that you're not going to see in your headlights as much yeah and yeah, having mike's, those lights down there i i freaking love it yeah mike's got it right there people yeah if you haven't if you haven't been out there yeah like you know i I've been out some nights. I've been out on some night ops when I was still in the army. Like you go out and do a night raid, and they're like, it's two or three percent of loom because it's, you know, three o'clock in the morning. It's overcast, and it's you know a new moon or almost a new moon, so there's no moonlight pushing through the cloud layer. Yeah, you can't see your hand in front of the face, so the only light you got is what you bring with you. Um, yeah. Even even on those nights, like night visions. Passive night vision is useless. Like you got to be running thermal or an extreme amount of light. <laughs> and see, that's where it comes smartest. You know, even it was after I talked to Ryan when we were doing the first, when we did Monsters Over Mountains the first time. Yeah. You know, he was talking about, he goes, Hey, he goes, you know, talk to the guides about it. He goes, You're going to be riding at night. He goes, This is one thing that's really worked for me is basically goes, It gets dark. He goes, I don't care if a guy's behind you. He goes, Everybody turn on their high beams. He goes, Adjust your mirror so you don't see the headlights coming. He goes, you're going to illuminate beside. He goes, everybody is going to be able to see because with so many bikes, he goes, you're going to be lighting up everything. He's yeah. like, it's just a smart way to do it. Or like, you know, we did going down uh 395. It just yeah. runs suicide. I mean, you know, we got a two lane highway. We're going five wide. Everybody's high beams are on and well, you can yeah, illuminate a lot of shit. Yeah. As long as you're not doing it through the twisties, you'll know when you got traffic coming. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then, and that's what we did too. We went back to single file, get around cars, and Bing, let's go. You know, we're four or five wide, and we're gonna yeah. see what we got coming. Yeah, it's that's I think, and I think things like that, like solving those problems, like you know, you get into long distance riding, and the first thing is like, cool, how do I ride farther? All right, cool, I'm riding farther. How do I be more comfortable while I ride farther? All right, cool. Now I'm comfortable while I'm riding farther because my bars are right and I got my wild ass and <laughs> I got good yeah. gear. And I got, gear you know, right. highway pegs. I got the comfort, but yeah. now it's but like... Then, then it's like, but I'm thirsty. 
all right, cool. Then you solve with like the moto jug or, you know, the big S cup holder or, you know, whatever version you solve to keep the hydration thing going. Yeah. Like me, I, I got my, you know, my chase Harper tank yeah. bag and I keep my hydro flask and I can unzip it. And that's how I'd solve that problem. But yep. no, you're right. And then all of a sudden lighting is become, becomes a huge part of that. And it's, and it's, and it's not even like we were saying, it's not even the, I can't see it's the, I can see everywhere, but this one spot that I know trouble's going to come from anyways, because that's where trouble comes from during the daylight. Or or flip that scenario. Here's the other thing that I thought of so many times is you hear it from everybody that wants to, to buy a bike. Okay, cool. I need to do a stage one. I need pipes. I need intake. I need this. Yeah. Not pipes save lives. Well, there's the flip side. Spend the money. Okay. Look at lighting. Look at safety. Okay, cool. You want to see where you're going during the nighttime? Brilliant. I 100% agree. But think about that in the daytime. You got those bright lights. It's going to make you even more safe. In the, okay, more safe, I think, is a safe thing to say. But you're going to be seen because you got, you know, stock Harley lights suck. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it. Their lighting yeah, is garbage. They're, they're, they're up, more and more up. they're finally putting LED and stuff. But, yeah, for the, their, their incandescent lights are trash. Oh, they're horrible. Even some of their LEDs. I mean, my buddy of mine Even bought some a of their LEDs street trash. Light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you upgrade that lighting and people are going to notice you more in the daytime. I mean, I can ride my bike and literally get up behind a car. They're going to switch lanes because they fucking hate my headlights. Yeah. And they move out of the way. But people see them during the daytime, too. And it's just, yeah. I think lighting is, I mean, people think of it riding at nighttime. But it's also going to make you more visible in the day when you have brighter lights, more lights on your bike. It's going to get attention and it's going to help you stay safer, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think it's it helps for sure. Um, I think one of the things that people are surprised, like you know, when when you talk about like the long distance riders that I've been lucky enough to meet, like you look at that group when it was sitting in the parking lot, right? There was more than half a million miles on the bikes sitting in that parking lot. Oh yeah, probably three easily of a million miles. Yeah, there's probably yeah. three quarters of a million miles on the bikes sitting in that parking lot. I think two of us had pipes, maybe three. I think three uh most most the the more than half of them were running basically stock bikes they were running legend suspension mm-hmm. wild ass and a ton and, of custom dynamic or denali lighting yeah or i think I all the above of that well actually yeah. i mean custom dynamics is now actually the official light sponsor of mile monsters Ex- exactly and so, so but yeah those guys are denali's custom dynamics and these, exactly these what you're saying are, these dudes are going out and laying down 10,000 miles in 10 days, 12 days during the Hokahe, and not one of them is like, I need loud pipes. <laughs> no, the guys it's... that are running pipes are running pipes because they like them. But if it was a legitimate, like, it's safer, it's better, every bike in that in that group would be running some sort of pipe, I would think. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those might be, you know, doing, you know, the intake. It, there's a big thing of the internal combustion engine needs to breathe, and yep. it needs to be able to exhaust. So, you know... Get that intake, you know, like I said, a couple of guys might have been running slip-ons, but then the rest of the thing is comfort and then functionality of what they're doing. What what helps me crush miles? Yep. You know, like I run a stage one on mine. I slip-ons and an intake, and it's just got a it's got a canned flash on it. Like it's not I'm not I don't have any dyno time on it. And it was literally like throw something at it to get a little bit of heat out of the motor. I mean, it's an air-cooled V twin with monster, monster cylinders on it. You know, 114 inch motor, two cylinders. Like those are big pistons. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's gonna it generate was, some heat. 
yeah, you're making some heat. So if you can if you can throw a little bit at it to get a little more air in it and help it out a little bit, like you know, I added the fan behind the oil cooler to help it help it out. I've got the cross flow fan to pull heat off the back cylinder. Like, yeah, it wasn't about like let's make more horsepower. It was like how do I make this thing go? You know, it's about increasing I, your longevity. Yeah, like to to ride that bike through Death Valley in July and not have any kind of issues with it. Which I've yep. legitimately done. <laughs> oh, you, you've ran some places. Yeah. That's no shit. Yeah, 100, 115 degrees at seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning, and the bike you know, on an air cooled V twin, and she just powers right through it. Doesn't miss a beat. Sitting in traffic in Las Vegas in July, doesn't miss a beat. Like pass. That's what, that's <laughs> what I'm after. No, I'm. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be in it any more than the bike wants to be in it. Yeah. But if I'm going to be in it, I need the bike to be okay. You know. Right. That's, that was always that's always kind of been my approach to gear. Um but yeah, it's and that's so I don't subscribe to the loud pipe save lives thing. Like Yeah, me neither. I mean I, I'm just running slip-ons on mine. I still got the stock head pipes. I mean got intake and you know mine went away with the uh cam chain gear drive. Yeah, but the uh another... these M8s are these M8s are a little weird. Um I think there's I'm wrong, like the, the engine builders out there are really good at what they're doing. Um, but they definitely had to learn going from the twin cam to the M8. Like we had had the twin cam for so long, like throwing the trick, you know, like you should roll it in and you're like, I want this. You're like, Oh, you want this, 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 and this, and you're going to get exactly what you want out of it with a twin cam. And yeah. it's been what, five, six years now with the M8. I don't quite think we're there. 2017, I think was the first. Yeah. Year. 17 was the first one. Yeah. So we're what, six years in. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, I mean, essentially, I think, you, you know, you're still working the bugs out of them. Yeah, yeah. And as far as, like, the tuners and the engine build shops and stuff, I don't know if we're quite there where we just have the notebook that's like, yeah, this pipe, this intake, this fuel map. Right? Yeah. I mean, dude, that M, I got 100, that M8, dude, all she wants to do is run. Like, I look, I'm like, oh, yeah, the only reason you see me down at or under 80 most of the time is usually speed limit. And the other thing is like she'll run 90, 95 all day long and not miss a beat. I mean, she'll run way more than that and not miss a beat, but you trade it off in fuel mileage. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's no shit because, you know, 65 to 70, I noticed, you know, when we were, you know, picking it up, coming home, my, my fuel mileage went down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get, I get North of 85 and I can almost watch my fuel gauge go down. Yeah, because I mean, going down there that night when we went to Oregon, I was getting forty-eight miles a gallon going down. Yeah, and then once we hit I five down there, then we kind of picked up the pace and went down to about forty-three, forty-two. Yeah, yep. And like, it's never, especially with these new ones, man. It's not a question of having enough power. That's for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of guys that are like, no, no such thing as too much power. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. The more, you, the, the more you build on them, I mean, you, you're a former racer, man. You know, the more you wrench on them, the more you got to worry about the reliability. And and then you know exactly, and that well said. And that's where I think that there is that limit. It's like cool, you know. It's like we said, these bikes are built very restricted. Let it breathe, let it exhaust. You know, of course, you know, throw some pipes on it, but you get rid of the California emissions. You get rid of some of that stuff. And you really let the motor breathe and you're going to get the longevity, but when you start going bigger and bigger and bigger, you're going to, now you're getting into that side where it might not go as far, but I'm, that's just 
my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a and master so, mechanic or anything, but I've, I'm not either. But you know, a little bit. I put enough miles down to watch the dudes with the to watch some of these dudes have issues. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you, you do, you know, give it a couple of goodies. Okay, I just, you know, maybe you just I want a little bit more torque for this situation, yeah. and then you know this, and like now I'm good. And hey, that can be great. And yeah, but. To each their own. Everybody has their own system, what they want. And man, if you want to build bigger, is better. Fucking do it. I'll watch it. I'll follow it's, along. It's it's I, it's the same advice I give. Uh, it's the same advice I give. Uh, all the uh, people shopping bikes. They're like, "What bike should I get?" I'm like, "Look, man, whether you're building it or buying it, uh, mine's a six. Yeah, I was gonna say, which one are you talk about, Nick? You're talking about me or Mike? I got a five, but yeah, he's running six. Six, yeah. Um. But I have the same advice for everybody, man. As long as you're honest about what kind of riding you're going to be doing, it'll steer you towards what you want to do, where you want to spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, yeah, I wonder if Jason's in the Jason's tuned in and seeing us kind of. <laughs> but he's got that CVO money now. And then now yeah. it looks like he's turning Cuda into a rally bike. I'm, I'm really. really? Oh, he went with the took the tour pack off. And he's gone with the big Pelican case. He's got the uh, he went with the you know built himself the Yeti Moto jug for hydration, and it yeah. looks like Cuda is turning into a rally bike. So I'm kind of curious, <laughs> following along on that adventure to see uh, see where Cuda goes because he didn't trade her and he kept it. So now yeah. he courses had you know the new saddlebag crash bars put on the new one the Denali D I think he went the D fives I can't remember fives or sevens and. You know, some other goodies put on the new one, and of course, some stuff you can't get yet because it's not available yeah, for it. So new. Yeah. yeah. But no, I've, it's it's been cool seeing the shit he's doing to Cuda. So I'm really curious if that's going to become a rally bike and what he's going to do with it. Yeah. But that's the cool part. Like we, you know, like we say, that's the cool part about the bikes is you can do what you want with them and make them your own and have fun. Exactly. So the, yep. uh, but yeah, man, we definitely. Uh, I think we're all trying to solve that lighting thing for those nights. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody's for sure. It. I know. Yeah, both of us are in the same boat. But you know, it's cool though. You know, with you and I became friends years ago. You know, being able to, you know, I don't know how many times we tried to hook up beforehand. So just you know, nothing worked. And I mean, shit. Now we just rolled. You know, twenty five yeah, between like, you and I, twenty five hundred plus to twenty seven hundred plus, and yeah, in was, a three day was, run and. It was like Tuesday. You're like, you're going to Turbo's birthday, right? Yeah, cool. Let's link up. There's <laughs> a catch up on the way. So yeah, which you know, it's been fun. The friendship that we got to build over the the years of social media wise, before you know, met up in person, and yeah, man, it's been a it's been a lot of fun, Mike. I I greatly appreciate the friendship and you know the miles that we've been able to put down and you oh, know yeah, the the shit we plan and that we still get done. Yeah, for sure, man. Same here. I, I definitely appreciate the friendship. Like, I wouldn't know the Mile Monsters if it wasn't for you, dude. Like, I wouldn't know anything about them, and and what these boys and what we do for they do for these boys or we do for these boys. I guess I get to say we for that, right? Yeah, no, yeah. man, you're you're a part of that. <laughs> but no, uh, it's it has been cool. Yeah, like the uh, it's cool having having some more friends around the region to definitely ride with you, Frank. Um, you know, met Andrea through you. I met Brad through you. Colin out Central Washington. I met through you. You know, yeah, uh, Steve. Steve met you know more people to ride with in the region, and I said, and then on top of it, making a friend out of you, and then the uh, 
Colite LED. Colite. His brother Nick has been in the uh, automotive, well, and farm industry for a long time, working on you know million dollar combines, and now he does some other uh, mechanic stuff. So Colite LED. Hey right. Mike, text that to me. I don't have a pen out here with my notepad, so I but I do want to check them out because I do want more lighting. LED-colite.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, <laughs> I just pulled it up. Um, but yeah, man, and then learning, you know, about Duchenne and everything that my monsters does, dude, has been kind of the the icing on the cake of all the friendship and everything, and then so, not well, then, you know, and I learned some more actually when we were down there talking to a couple of the parents that were down there, you know, that were coming up, you know, and were it was cool to see, it was cool to see all the boys together for the party. It was, but then there was an education. It's like, you know, one of the boys at one point, you'd, I don't know if you noticed, I've actually seen one of the pictures I took where he has his chair almost inverted because the dad said yeah. it takes the pressure off his spine because they get yeah, I, bone I fractures. Saw and, I saw him rotating it back. Yeah, it's to get the pressure off his of spine because he he's been getting, I guess, like spinal cracks and you know they oh, wow. their bones get weak. And he goes, that's it helps alleviate alleviate some of the pain and pressure goes, but it never goes away. But they do anything they can to you know to help him. And you know he I actually got to learned a lot from that you know short conversation with that kid's dad and was helping explain stuff. And it's all yeah. part of it. It's you know uh, it's an education. You learn a little sure. bit more every time. And those and those little conversations like that, and being hanging out with the boys and the families and stuff is mm-hmm. um, like that's like fuel in the gas tank, man. It just makes you want to do. You're like, all right, I can go do some more dumb shit in the middle of the night. <laughs> exactly, and you know I've said that before, and you know there's been times like you get tired in the middle of the night, or you're trying to you know bust out that thousand mile day or that bun burner, and you're getting tired, you're getting sore. And for me, it's like I've used that myself as fuel. It's like, you know what? What I'm feeling now that I'm tired, my body's aching a little bit, but is nothing compared to what these boys are going through on a day-to-day basis. And when you're trying to do something to help benefit them, for me, it's been a great fuel that's really helped me to, you know, push myself to to meet the goals that I've set for some of these rides that, that you know, I, we put on. Yeah, yeah, like exactly hit it on the head man like you start getting a little gassed at the middle of the night you're getting sore you're like why am i here doing this and you're like man i ain't got it that bad I, yeah I, I can fight through this so and the and the 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 amount of just positive energy that comes out of that group being around them like it, it's infectious man how positive the especially the boys how positive they all yeah are. it's infectious so it is, and it, it's a lot of fun, and, you know, it, it is neat to get to meet them and, you know, meet them more on a personal level, and you get to know them a little bit more and more, and, man, it's just, you know, yeah, it's another, you know, community within a community, and it, it becomes, it's like a family. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you start to, yep. everybody's staying in touch and figuring out, like, there at one point, there were, what, five of us across four states trying to figure out how to get together, or six of yeah. us across four states or whatever. So there's three of us coming out of Washington, one out of Oregon, and then what Wyoming and Utah all coming together to go down. Oh, uh, we yeah, Wyoming. Yeah, Jessica was out of Wyoming. Yeah, and Riot was kicking through Utah at that point, wasn't he? Yeah, he was talking about coming up here, but then he had the uh, city council meeting in Lebanon, Kansas, for yeah, the so uh, made a detour for so the big monster that. event that will be coming out. 
what is it the monster 1000 that's going to be next summer yeah yeah and then the three you you me and frank trying to link up along the way catch andrea along the way like what sort of social circle is trying to plan up to where to what gas station to meet in across five states yeah. all heading to the same destination like yeah and, and you know big right? thanks to andrea you know having that friend in in Sutherland that put us oh, up yeah. and then literally crazy. our timing leaving we were what Frank pulled into the Valero in Weed, California, like a literally a minute. I think he called me, and I was literally when I ran out of gas. We would have pulled in at the same time if we wouldn't have had to make a stop on the side of I five. <laughs> My fault. I thought I was going to make it. I knew it was going to be close, and that goddamn hill. Fuck. When when you when you add the ox tank, like these guys are running. <laughs> yeah, I do. They're just in the saddlebag. You got to pour them in manually. No, 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 no. We got to get you the. We got to get you the valve <laughs> on the back seat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, man, one of these days, it's, yeah, no, it's cool. Like the fact that I'm like, who plans who plans to burn vacation hours to go to Lebanon, Kansas? Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Oh, yeah, it should be a riot. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a riot. The riot's putting it on. So, yeah, sign ups for next month, October. Be yeah. checking out that mildmonsterinc.com. So, yeah. but man, buddy, hey, thanks for you know, you know, well, I, I thought it'd be fun. Little reason, dude. It's been. <laughs> No, it's been fun. You know, you, you get something like this when you know you you pound a bunch of miles and do something cool with somebody. It's like, dude, let's kind of recap the adventure and you know, be able to yeah. share it for a long time now. So no, I, I thought this would be a lot of fun. She get a she get Andrea on here and get her version of it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in touch with her. Yeah, she she's got because she rode down with us and back with Frank, so I'm sure her return rides. Oh yeah, especially when you're riding with the good old Frankie Mountains, old Frankie or it's like to be called Old Man Frank. Yeah, Old Man Frank, Frankie Mountains. Yep. everyone. <laughs> it is. So, well, man, buddy, hey, thanks for uh, you know coming and hanging out for a little bit. So, hang out for a minute though. But uh, hey, thanks guys for tuning in. This has kind of been the uh, the Turbo's birthday party recap of a bunch of people coming together for one common goal, and that's bringing a smile to Turbo's face. And I think we did that. So. It's been fun. We'll catch you guys next next Sunday. We're going to have Milepost 111. That's going to come out Tuesday. So uh, we'll catch you guys later. So, hey, have fun, ride safe, and we'll catch you in the crossroads.